Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unto Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Ince, and today I'm here with two of my good friends, Ariana Carroll and Cameron Hunt. I've seen firsthand how these women love and worship the Lord, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be having a conversation with them here today on Worship Unto the Lord. So settle in and let's talk. This is the Unto Podcast. We are rolling. Can you tell that they're musically inclined? So let's introduce you both. Hello, Cam. Hello, hello. Hello, Ari. Hi. So whoever wants to go first, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Ari, you can go first. I'm loving the servant's heart. (laughs) I feel honored. It's all on you. Well, hi guys. My name is Ariana. I'm 22 and I'm originally from St. Louis, but now I live in Dallas doing ministry school. Um, I love worship. I love people. And I'm so excited to be here today. And I'm Cameron Hunt. I am 19. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, but moved to the Dallas area a little over a year ago. Um, yeah, I love the Lord. I love being in ministry school with Ari and Rebecca. And I just, I love life. I love people. I love my friends. Yeah. Mm, perfect. Thank you, guys. So the first question that I have for you guys is what was your first exposure to worship and like how did you get into worship leading? Yeah, so I grew up in church and so yeah, I my favorite song growing up was I'm a friend of God. I'd be in church like, yeah! Listen, they don't make them like that anymore. (laughs) He calls me friend. Ooh, (laughs) I just loved it. And then, um, the church that I was in primarily growing up, mm-hmm. we went to this um, youth conference, and I remember we were sitting on the floor this one night, and this band was going, and it was one of the first times I felt Holy Spirit. We were standing there, and then I like felt just like this confirmation from the Lord that like that's what I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed Ooh. to be leading worship. And how old were you again? I was like 12. Okay. And then the next year, um, we had a talent show for our youth group, and I signed up to do it, and I was like... Actually, I'm not going to because I just <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, okay, I signed up, but I'm not going to. But they called our home phone Ooh. to be like, hey, we have rehearsal tomorrow. And my mm. mom answers. Mm. And my mom's like, you have rehearsal tomorrow. You're going because you signed up. And I was like, come on, no. integrity. <laughs> I know. I was like, dang it. Fine. Now I got to pick a song. And so I went for the rehearsal and I sang, um, When I Look at You by Miley Cyrus. Oh. <laughs> it's lucky giving a worship song. And then so I went and I, you know, practiced and the guy who was over like the youth worship band was like, you sound pretty good. You want to be in the band? And I was like, okay. And boom, that was it. That's when I started leading. Amen. And I've been leading since. Favorfully. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Well, for me, I didn't necessarily grow up in the church. I... But I did start going to um, this one church when I was about 13. And at that point in my life, I was terrified to sing in front of anybody. I played instruments, but then again, I was, I don't know, just had this really big fear of doing any of that in front of people. Um, I guess it was mainly just, in my mind, it was for performance reasons. It was just 
hard for me to get past it in that aspect. Um, So a couple years go by, and in the course of those couple years, my mom had pushed me to try out for um, the youth worship team for the church that we were at. Mm. And I actually did not make it the first time. Mm. And it it almost humbled me in like a really big way. And I feel like it set the course for in the later years how I then came into leading worship. Um, so it was unto something. It was unto something. <laughs> Everything was, is unto something. For real. It was unto maturity in the Come Lord on, and good. knowing the Lord personally instead of just singing a song just to sing it. All Which right. is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did not even when I started. We, we all have those moments though where it's, it's just, we, our heart isn't connected to what we're actually doing and, and just like the weight that we carry when we do worship. Um, and so that first time that I tried out, I did not make the team, but then um, I think it was maybe a year later or a couple months later, I'm approached in my youth group by one of the worship leaders on the team, and she asks if I want to be a part of the youth worship team. I guess she had remembered me from um, before when I had tried out and not made it on the team, and then from that moment on, I had started leading. Um, Very frightening in the beginning, I will say. It wasn't something that was seamless, um, but it, that was where I started was youth group did that for several years and it was mm-hmm. a very growing opportunity and time in my life and with the Lord that is so real because mm-hmm. I had a kind of similar situation <laughs> like also just like kind of ran in circles with these things just because of my parents my mom was a worship leader um she still is the worship leader of our house glory <laughs> um <laughs> but I was in choir like forever how long I can remember and then did that through middle school whatever and it's just interesting kind of like hearing that the Lord kind of grabbed us all from a very young age I was like they're Mm -hmm. not probably gonna get it yes yes. (laughs) but because I I don't know I think that's really beautiful because in my head like if if I were the Lord, Lord, I do not mean that in a blasphemous way you know exactly what I'm trying to say right now but it's like in my mind it's like in my human flesh it'd be like let's pick the ones who already get it and let's pick the ones that we don't have to like do much work through and like this constant process of like the lord he seems to be like delighted in like watching each of us like grow up like how many times like scripture even talks like growing up like um a a blossoming tree or just roots 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 and it's like he literally cares about the journey like it's not just like a pretty metaphor if he wanted the finished product he wouldn't just said here's the fruit ta-da yeah but like he started with the ground roots and was like they're probably not they might not even know why they're doing this right now (laughs) right but then when it hits it's gonna hit it's gonna hit yeah oh my goodness i just love the way that he does that Uh, me too that's so true because i remember like when I first started leading, I wouldn't say I even, like, really knew the Lord. I was just, like, yeah. Yeah. all the time. No right. reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was there so every Sunday, no. every Wednesday. So it's like, why yeah. would I not just be singing? Yeah. But then, like, as I, like, came to know the Lord, like, it went from, like, being times where I was just like, this is fun. Everybody put your hands together. Yes. You're like, no, like, Lord, I'm giving you, like, what's yours, like, what you yes. deserve. Yes. And so it's cool to just know that he's like, mm. Like, that's yes. it, girl. Yes. Like, I'm so proud of the growth and, like, just yes. his patience in walking me through that, you know? Yes. That's true. They got scripture for that. So yeah. Don't despise some small beginnings. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true, Lord. I won't despise it. <laughs> we love a grassroot. We do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Okay, so then that brings me to our next question. This may be a loaded one, so kind of take it however it comes. But it's like, what does living a lifestyle of worship mean to you? There's mm-hmm. many different sectors for that. Oh so if you want to literally just pick like one aspect, and then we can mm-hmm. like take it from there. But I feel like we can relate worship solely to singing and music and instruments and a stage and all of this different stuff but realistically and I noticed that you said lifestyle and not just you know worship leading but like a lifestyle of worship looks Mm -hmm. like everything that you do in your day-to-day letting it be a sacrifice unto Mm -hmm. the Lord and in the way that you respond to people or in like just the things that you do for people or whatever it is like not even pretending but because it is unto the Lord and it is for him because we are his people everyone on the earth is his child so I feel like it's it's just giving all of that to him Mm -hmm. and being like okay Lord I'm very frustrated right now I want to respond out of my flesh. I want to do this. I want to do that. But taking a minute to just look at him and knowing that making a decision based off of your, um, based out of your spirit and, and, and just by looking at him is going to be better than acting out of your flesh. So just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just doing everything like you're doing it for him. That's real. Yeah. That's also a Bible verse. I, I did read that somewhere. What is it? Whether you you eat or you drink, <laughs> you know, whatever you do, do, do it all. Do it all yes. for the glory of the Lord. That's so good. Because in was it John four? He tells the woman at the well, like I'm looking for people to worship me in spirit and in truth, not Come people on. who are going to worship me in song in the kids' seat. You know, like our lives are unto Him. Like I am the temple of the Lord. Like He's living in me. And like what one of our teachers was telling us yesterday is like because we're His children, we have the right to live like Him. And like He He bought us so that we could live like Him and be His. And so it's like it's our job as His to give Him what He already paid for. Come on, organs, because you preaching. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's just so important that we're like. My life is not my own, Lord. And so what I'm doing, I'm not thinking about Ariana. I'm thinking, like, Jesus, yeah. you know? And then also the bridal identity. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something within me. That's the one. Because it's like, I love him. <laughs> like, I, oh, my gosh. In the last eight months... I just have, I went from this place where I felt like I had a crush on Jesus and I was like, Aw, he's yeah, so cute yeah. to like, now I'm at this place where I'm like, Jesus, I'm so in love with you. Yeah. And like when you love someone, it's like, I'm going to give you all of me and I'm yes. not going to hold anything yes. back, hey. you know? Yes. And so it's like, that that's how I'm going to worship you. Like, yeah, yes. I can sing a song, whatever, anybody could sing a song, but it's like, what am I doing in those moments that no one sees? What am I doing in those moments off of a platform? Like, how am I treating those around me? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing with my finances? Which the Lord oh, is Oh, we don't got to talk about me. that. <laughs> 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 we're going to 
this episode. Yeah. <laughs> How do I treat my unsaved family? All like, right now. Yeah. It's every single aspect. Like every breath that I have is meant to be for him. Yes. Regardless of if I'm using my breath to sing or I'm using my breath to speak or if I'm just breathing in something that I'm doing. Yeah. So. That is so good. And um, also... Another thing is, like you were saying, when you are in love with the Lord and when you are just engulfed in Him and you, it comes out of the overflow. So it no longer becomes like something that you have to think about when you just know Him and you love Him. Mm -hmm. I feel like there comes to this, there comes this point where you just don't have to think about it as much. You don't have to be like, well, Lord, I don't want to do that. But it then becomes your character because it's his character Ooh. and because you love him. Yes. And like his love like transforms you literally. And I've seen it in so many aspects of my life as I've grown in love with the Lord. I have grown in love with treating others with even more kindness than I would have before. Or yeah. even just in the day-to-day things. Just, just because my mind is just always flooded with him yes so that's real i remember probably like the school the school year after i rededicated my life to the lord you know that playlist was switching up we didn't have the ray tremor <laughs> popping in the it, was, it was giving so very was much hill song <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sitting on the bus about to get dropped off and i'm like i just have this thought and i think about this day often actually because it just when scripture says that like you will like you're guaranteed to bear fruit simply by abiding like it's not just a cutesy phrase like you literally just chill out in god and you look back when i think about the times of my life that bore the most fruit or where i saw the most transformation i wasn't trying quote unquote like i couldn't pray myself into it as good as prayer is i couldn't sing myself into it i couldn't serve my way into it it was just oh man i'm getting love sick I'm abiding in the Lord and then things shifted. And so I was sitting on the bus and I was like, Lord, like I couldn't even really remember like this new creation thing is legitimate. (laughs) I said, Lord, I don't even remember like what I used to really think about before you, like you just consume my thoughts. And I know it can sound a little bit daunting if to someone like who hasn't experienced it. It's like, I don't say that to be like, be afraid. The Lord is going to consume your mind. If anything, you know, (laughs) enjoy that because that's where your peace is coming from now. (laughs) (laughs) Because you had torturous thoughts before you met. (laughs) Okay. And so I was just like, Lord, like, like, decisions that are being made, how I'm interacting with people, and, like, as much as it's a sanctification process, and, like, I did, oh, I still don't get it right. I'm, I'm working, Lord. You know, I'm abiding. That's what it is. I'm not, I'm not striving into this. And so, but I can look back, and I was like, Lord, like, what did I really think about before it was you? And I was just really amazed by that because like that new creationism that whoever I am now when the Lord, like when Rebecca died, she literally died. You could hold a funeral, call the hearse, get me flowers because she literally <laughs> perished. But now I'm like, this new mind is nice. I have life and peace ruling yeah. in my mind and there's righteousness and joy. There's <laughs> a lot of room in here. <laughs> it's a big, big house oh, with lots and lots of room. Uh-uh. It's a big Nice house and that's what my mind be looking like now it's a nice house in there thank you lord 
He'd be, he'd be renovating. He'd be ripping up carpet. So, ouch. It's that little C.S. Lewis quote where it's like, at first the Lord may come in and you know, he's doing a little dust and you're like, I'm okay. Then he starts ripping things out of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but in fact, he is building a house for himself. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> have it, have it. <laughs> I like interior design. Take me, Lord. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is so real. And so, Cameron, a couple of minutes ago, perhaps many seconds, um, you were talking about how it's like the more that you're with the Lord, that his desires become yours and it becomes easier. And like you don't so much have to like wrestle into worshiping the Lord, be it in your finances, in your relationships, your friendships, literal, you know, singing worship, whatever. But... My question then is, how do you continue to like live a lifestyle of worship when if you're like saying you're in a season where you're feeling distant from the Lord, like you've distanced yourself, you don't really, you know, whatever, or you just actually like don't feel like it, like in the times where your flesh is like, matter of fact, I'm in control now, <laughs> and it just kicks into overdrive, For like in those moments because like we used to live in that like permanently and it ruled us and we didn't have a choice but like when you have the choice like how I guess to in the words of Pilu put legs on it (laughs) 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 how do you just like keep going in that do you think like it's more of a well I'm not trying to answer that for you yeah there we go go ahead well I I think I've been learning a lot about faith and like just this last season and like, you know, faith is just used everywhere. Like, you know, we are in the faith. Like that's what we believe in is the faith. But I feel like it comes back to um, having faith in those moments. Like Mm -hmm. I, like nothing separates us from the love of God. So in moments where my mind is on overdrive or my heart feels distant Um, where all of these things are trying to like steal my um, my gaze and my focus I just try one thing I've been reminding myself of is the blood of Christ has brought me near and he he has brought me close to him and it's not it's not out of anything that I can do but it's simply because he did die and he did buy all of the things that I could deal with dang I'm like rapping But but it really is just having faith that what the Lord said is the truth. And is because is he a liar? No, he's not. And if he said that the if he if he said that my blood that I shed on the cross takes away your sins, takes away all of the things you could deal with, then it's just my believing in him that just I don't know that we just have to trust in. Yeah, because it's it's hard to try and bring your mind into that place and understand like. Well, Lord, I just did all of this, and now you're just gonna say that I'm close, that I can come close to you again. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, He did say that. And He ended, and mm-hmm. it's not some earthly form of love. And I feel like that's what we have to yes. get our minds around is so good, we can relate the Lord and how He sees us with the experience that we have with our friends and with our family, and how when we're distracted or when we don't talk to our friends or our our family for weeks and how they're kind of upset that we've distanced ourselves. The Lord is not upset. He just simply wants us back. So 
it's not always easy and I'm not trying to dismiss the fact that in the moment those things can be very challenging yes. because I don't always get it right and sometimes it takes me several hours or even several days to admit that I have been distant and yeah. to be like, Lord, I believe that your blood was enough to bring me close. Yeah. But I feel like he doesn't care about that time so much as he cares that we just come back to him. Ish. And he cares that we believe that truth. Said, never mind. So, oh my God. <laughs> he came running. He did. Oh, <laughs> and I said, I need to lay down. That was him. That was not me. He was spinning. He was. I was in the studio. He said, and you know what? I love you. And another thing. And another thing. that's where like the worship in spirit and in truth comes in mm-hmm. because it's like you have you have oh Ooh. that just hit me oh you have got your foundation is so important so it is it's important. so important because if you are not founded on truth mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be so easy for you to just, like, turn other things. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes. yeah, there are moments when, like, I am struggling and I don't feel like worshiping and I, like, let myself sit in it. But then I always have to bring myself back. Like, in the Psalms. Yes. Like, David's like, I am but a worm. Right? But then <laughs> and he's not like, a man. <laughs> but then it always comes back to, but I know who my God is. Oh, yes. God, I know that you are a Savior. I know that you are yes. your redemptive god i know that you're a father and i know that your arms are open and you're like waiting for me it's true you know yes and so like i had a moment (laughs) a couple weeks ago maybe like a month and a half now where i was just really struggling and i came home and i sat down in our laundry room (laughs) (laughs) on the floor in between the washer and the dryer and as one does as one does as one should do and i opened up the word and i was just like reading these psalms over myself and just like declaring this truth and i just like felt myself being straight oh boy and so it's like you just have to come back to these moments where you're like okay like i know the truth i have the truth and then spirit help me who you know because Mm. it's spirit and truth you Mm. can't do one or the other put legs on it (laughs) put legs on it you know and so that's where I have found it. Like, it's either I'm going back to scripture. Like, I have ones that are, like, whenever I'm anxious, Isaiah 26, 4. You keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace. And trusting in you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just have, like, those words in me. Or, like, you have songs in your heart that you, like, tequila. you know are scripture. Yeah, you tequila. Oh, my God. Y'all, we are saying tequila and not tequila. I just want to be <laughs> yeah. ever so clear. Tequila. Yes. Tequila are your heart songs for people who don't know. And so, like, there have been times where I've just been struggling, and I, like, grab my guitar, or I'm, like, driving, and I turn off the music, and I'm just, like... I thought you was driving with the guitar. I was like, be... Could you imagine? I do not encourage. <laughs> no, no. Where it's, like, and then I just start singing truths that I know. Yeah. Yes, you know? That's so good. And I'm, like, okay, Lord, this is how I feel. This is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. This sucks. Or, like, I don't feel like... You want me to love who? I'm sorry, <laughs> but then it's like, but I, but I know truth, Lord, and I know that you're going to strengthen me to live out and to yes. live out Yes. So, something mm-hmm. that is key about what Ari just said is being, feel, knowing that you are able to express where your heart is in the moment when you yep. feel yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of us, like, 
or a lot of people will just almost tell you to ignore how you feel. Put and the Lord, yeah, a bandaid on a bullet hole. That's mad. But he's by Morgan Wallen. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that's not like what he wants to. Like that's no. not gonna fix anything. No. It's you just gonna know, suppress and suppress. That's literally okay. So when I would really be out of out of whack, out of order, heart completely misaligned. The Lord would remind me of this verse that's literally in Isaiah that would be like, come, let us reason together. I'm like, oh, you want to talk? Yeah. <laughs> he want to talk. He yeah. to reason. Show me the verse where he's like, oh, you feel that way? I'm so sorry to hear that. Anyway, moving on, fix it. Like, it doesn't yeah. exist. He's no. like, I would rather us talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, yes. keep going, Cam. Something, yeah. no, but it's... Oh, no, oh, no, no that was about all I had to say. Something right um, Crystal said last night, for those of you who don't know, Crystal is a woman of God. And is. Uh, yeah, it is. She was like, you can't wrestle with God if you don't touch him. Oh, wait! <laughs> you know? And so you have to be willing to wrestle because if worship is your life, if your life is worship, that means in the moments when I'm angry at God, like, I have to be willing to come to you and let you touch even that. Yes. Because he's not scared of it. He's What's not. going on? He saw, like, think about the father and the prodigal son. He saw how dirty Ooh. and nasty he was. That boy was eating out of pig trough. And it what did was. he do? He had he to be came, musty for sure. I know. He came yes. running and he kissed him and he embraced him. <laughs> You know, like the Lord's not like, oh, you, you stink. You You're so a little dirty. I'm he's like, by you. never. No, he's Ever. like, that's my kid, bro. Oh, like it's. I just know that it is so much more honoring in those moments to be like, Lord, I life sucks. I hate what's going on. Why would you allow this to happen? Yeah. Then for you, you to just like bottle it up and then not even come near him because at this point you got false intimacy because you're like oh god you're so good i love you but on the inside you're mad at him or you're mad at your life in these situations that he's like i can heal with a touch see and that's why i think like what miller said about one of the best gifts that you can bring the lord is like a whole heart that's huge and like you have to have to i'm not very good at this but always working on me but we have to have to have to like in the moment as soon like what y'all are saying like as soon as we feel it say it yeah because if not i'm real good at letting things just fester in my heart and then let it go unapproached by the lord and then the thing about a thought is that and get yeah. to the bottom of the issue because it's like if I let it fester I'm going to develop a sick little heart mm-hmm. and then the enemy's going to be like you want to have a party I'll bring the Prosecco you bring your pity and I'll be like oh I mean, okay that don't sound too bad and then, <laughs> like, I got glasses right? I say, you, you want to talk about it because sometimes the flesh is like I don't even want a solution I just mm-hmm. want to be told I'm right and the enemy yeah. will gladly tell me I'm right oh he'd be like God. because if I can tell her she's right <sighs> then I can increase her pride and if there's something that the lord really just cannot get down with it would be a prideful heart so let's see because then she's not actually the lord's not distancing himself from her but she's gonna run away because she's gonna realize that something's off in her okay perfect i'll bring the prosecco you bring the pity i'll tell you you're right and everybody wins wrong absolutely wrong so i don't know like worship in that capacity 
being like, Lord, you like, like, like we were taught in class, like, Lord, you paid for me to have a whole heart. Mm-hmm. And that, what was I saying? That like the face of Jesus is supposed to be on your heart to confront yeah. the things that come to it. That's what he paid for. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I can hold on to a whole heart and that can be my worship. Because yeah. literally the other day I was getting so pressed and I took that straight from class. I said, Lord... It would it would really delight me to bring you a whole heart right now. So you have to help me because it's gonna be sick yes. if you don't touch it. So Jehovah Rapha, <laughs> healer, yeah. I need help. So that is that is entirely real. Yeah. That is entirely real. I do think there's a warning in it though Uh-oh. because I can very easily like I just went through a season before coming here where I was like really hurt by someone and it's like i'm bringing this to the lord but i'm not letting him touch it but i'm like oh this sucks lord this sucks that sucks but i'm still holding it and so you have to be willing to like bring it and release it or else then you're really not worshiping because you're just living out of your bitterness and you're just like Mm -hmm. bleeding all over people Mm -hmm. so and now everyone has to go through the same process that you're going through with the lord and it's like there's so much blood everywhere let me cover it in mine instead (laughs) oh yeah oh man that's good y'all and so Kind of the last question is going to be, what is like your one sentence capstone statement about worship that you would tell someone? Like if you had to just sum up everything that you feel like you know or want to share, like what's the most important thing is just whatever, one sentence, one liner. It's not about you or for you or unto you. Uh Uh-oh. And I know that was a spirit because that's exactly what I was going to say. Literally. (laughs) I was going to say worship is not about you. That is it. That's it. Because honestly, it doesn't care about what songs you like them to sing on Sunday morning. Oh, I'd be feeling conflicted about it, that. It don't. <laughs> me I too. Know. Sometimes it's a thing. We're being sanctified, and it's fun. It's true. But it's just like, but like, just worship itself is. It's not about you. Yeah. It's to worship true. something is to worship it. It. Him. Him. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's not about what can I get from God. Mm. It's not like, is he going to be pleased with me? Yeah. It's Ooh. not, can I cry this morning? Yeah. <gasps> because that's a whole other question. I know. It's the way I've had to work through those things, especially, it was one sermon that Larissa gave probably in like October that just set me free like a little bird in a cage, a happy little songbird. Because like, I've been told for years, like, you cannot like worship to earn something or nor should you try to but I would have times where especially with like sin cycles and stuff where I'd be like I don't even feel like I can like go like I would have the enemy quite literally in my ear be like you shouldn't even lift your hands right now and I'd be like yeah like I can't lift up dirty hands to the Lord but little did I know I was clean (laughs) if I knew I was clean I wouldn't have been robbed from it and she's she was saying she's like and if you're in a sin cycle right now you take this communion cup and the best thing you can do is say thank you and I was like what <laughs> I'm like I can do that because <laughs> I have one time especially where I even had to like lead worship the next day and I knew yeah. I was like talking to somebody I had no business talking to I'm like Lord I don't even feel like I can go out there and do this mm-hmm. right now I got mm-hmm. and it's like you think you're doing something honorable by cutting off this person and trying to clean yourself up before you got to serve, but it's like, no, because if anything, the reason I should have been quitting that is because the Lord was like, that's not for you, and it's my 
command you to stop that you know like do, you're lying cut, go ahead yeah. and cut that off for me but I'm like no I gotta clean this up because I gotta go lean tomorrow and it's like there is this fear of the Lord that's there yeah. because mm-hmm. like to me it always kind of like it's a very terrifying thing to like lead people in worship and know that you are deep in sin yeah. it's kind of terrifying it's very so terrifying and so I'm like especially when I hear stories of like different worship leaders from you I'm like what happened but again like this stuff doesn't like start in a day like yeah. it's just this consistent issue and so yeah it really isn't about you you can't earn mm-hmm. the good graces with the Lord through it it's like it has to become that quote unquote like that heart song of like I'm abiding in you and so I can sing about it I'm yeah. not going to sing about you to in order to abide in you. And mm. so you can have a good old happy time after that. Because I'm telling you, the most free I've ever felt in worship is just literally just celebrating the Lord because he loves me. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is good news. Yes. I can make a heart song out of this. I can choreograph a dance for this. I can picture flash for this, Lord. It's just yeah. little fireworks in my heart. Yeah. But mm, that That's is good. So good. That's so good. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have a thought, but I'm trying to think if I want to say it. Okay. We can honor that here. (laughs) Thank you. It's not a... I'm just... um, I won't say it. Okay. Okay. Cam, you have anything? Actually, I will say it. Okay. All right. One thing with leading, like if we're just talking about like if you lead worship, take yes, us there. Yes, please. Integrity is so important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's, yeah, there's a difference between like you are struggling with sin and like you you hate the sin that you have and yes, so you're like Lord, like I'm I don't like what I'm doing and like I know that's not my nature. And there's another thing to like be leading worship and then you're like, anyway, getting drunk or like yeah. getting high. Because I, I had a situation, which me and Cameron talked about this, where I was at this event with, like, these worship leaders, and I'm, like, watching them get drunk and, like, crossfaded, and then the next Sunday I'm seeing you lead worship, and it's, like, I was just, like, so confused because I was, like, you're leading me into the presence, but, like, I see what you do, like, for fun, yeah. you know? And so it's so important that, like, you're checking your heart, yes. and you're, like, checking your life, and you're, like, Lord, am I really submitted to you? Because yes. yeah. it's not out of, like, a workspace thing or, like, a fear thing of, like, I can't ever have a yeah. sip of alcohol or, <laughs> or ever mess up, but it's, like... to all Moscow mules. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, are you worshiping with your life, or are you just worshiping on stage? Like, that's what it comes yes. back to. Yeah. Yes, that is and, that is it. Yeah. yeah. That is so good. And that's another, it's not about you or for you. Like, your life's not about you or for you. And so, I, like, there are things I like to, that I'm, like, oh, I liked listening to True Crime, but the Lord asked me to stop because it's just not pleasing mm-hmm. to Him. And so I stopped, yeah. you know? And that's not even, like, this big, extravagant thing. Yeah. And so I just think that's so important of, like, am I submitting every part of my life to you? I'm not perfect, but, like, am I willing to be, like, like, yes. and even to let him into those areas and be, like, Lord. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's mm. an important, like, warning. Yes. Mm. For sure. Because pride mm. will cut you up. Pride comes before the fall. It's yeah. serious. the teachers. Yeah. That's why, like, even in situations where I feel like, oh, you can see XYZ worship leader really just living in sin, whatever, sometimes I still just, like, close my eyes and just pray and mind my business for, to that respect because I'm like 
And sanctification is sanctification, and it's yeah. not. And so, in the event that they are saved, I'm like, well, then you're in the hands of the Lord, and you're simply not my responsibility unless the Lord is like asking me to, like, you know, share a loving word. <laughs> but it's like, you know where they are today, but you don't know where they'll be next week, next month, next year, you know? Yeah. So, it's just. But again, that whole little pride issue, because it's, it's a toughie when yeah. you're sitting in that stuff. And again, sometimes it's like you've tried to repent, you've tried to whatever, and sometimes you struggle so much that you just say, you know what, I'm done. Clearly, this is just who I am. I'm just going to keep rocking with this. Like on this side of heaven, I'll never be free. Wrong! Do you want your freedom? He you are free. Did. He did. But see, that's like the despondency that literally settles in if you don't know that. Yeah, I cannot tell I you how that. many times I felt doomed to something. I'm like, okay, well, this is just going to be the thorn in my side until I leave this place. No, I'm telling it's you. It's like, the, why would the <sighs> Lord put that in my side? Yeah. No. He, as a matter of fact, he took something in his side. Oh, <laughs> he did. He to. took my thorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They put so. a nice little spear in his side mm-hmm. and what ran through? Blood and water. So I'm good to go. Uh-huh. It's just... Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's the important spot in that moment. Like, I feel like just intercession that... All of God's kids and whoever else comes to fall would seriously know what was purchased for them. Because yeah. it baffles me. It really sincerely frustrates me how that is not common knowledge in the church and why I had to move 15 hours and 900 something miles away to figure out that Jesus really did pay for me. It really is just yeah. the news of like... You think you know the good news until until like you actually you really know. enter like head on collision. Oh, uh, for real. Yeah, yeah, for real. And yes. that's where that freedom is. Yes. Amen. So that's why I feel like sometimes you can look at somebody and be like, "Man, the grace that the Lord's extending to this person while they're struggling with X Y Z." Okay, me too, because He knows the measure of what somebody actually knows, what they need yeah. to encounter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember even like coming up here, I was like something like I feel like I sincerely like need to be there for the sake of like where I feel like I am spiritually, and I didn't know how dire it was until I was at retreat, and I was sitting with Manna Jay, and she was like. I just feel like the Lord wants me to tell you that, like, as dire as you thought the situation was for you to be here, it is that serious. I was like, <laughs> and it put the fear of God in me because I was like, wait, wait, like, hold on, that's it. Like, what, what was, what was going to happen to me? <laughs> but I was sitting there like, you know what? Well, never mind that. I know. <laughs> I'm here now. Lord. I know. It's like I'm here, and it's all the better. He made a way for me to get here, so okay. Yeah. So everything is fixed. It's it's fine. It's fine. Everything yeah. is good. He's working on me, and so I tell you. Amen. All right. I wanted to go back to something. It's just been burning on my heart over the last several minutes. Um, I feel like it's really easy to put your faith in people that you see on stage, on. and it's really easy to. Almost without knowing it, make those people an idol or even mm-hmm. like like a god in your life. Um, and I feel like I just wanted to say a warning against that. Yes. Just to not. Just as we've been talking, we've mentioned the word sanctification a little bit. And I feel like if you don't know what sanctification means, it means that um, when you came to know the Lord and you were saved, you were justified. That is a free gift and you... You were, you were bought and you were included in that purchase. So there's nothing you can do to lose your justification. And now from here until 
Christ's return or until we die, we are being sanctified. And that goes for every human on the face of this earth, whether they are sitting in the congregation or they're on stage every Sunday morning. And it is really crucial to make sure that you are putting your faith in Jesus Christ and not in anybody else. Because if they mess up, you're not going to know where to find just truth. Yeah, because you just were subconsciously putting this false hope and this false faith in somebody else and Mm -hmm. just there's so much more freedom that comes from putting that in Christ and just knowing him deeply um nothing compares to it nothing compares to it nothing compares to the assurance and just the peace that comes from knowing him and knowing that you are grounded in him um so yeah just Mm -hmm. the Lord is always good even when people mess up and he's always yeah. faithful, and he will never fail, ever. That's so good. So just remembering people are people, because just people because people. someone's on a platform doesn't mean they're more holy. Amen. Amen. Stephanie Gretzinger was like, the Lord's going to move regardless of you. No, <laughs> no we're not ever going to video sent me away. <laughs> if y'all don't know, oh. if y'all don't know, Stephanie Gretzinger presence night Legacy. at Legacy Nash- Nashville. <gasps> Listen to it. It will change your life. It changed mine. Yeah. Yes. It, she said this thing in there that the Lord could show up not because of whoever's on stage, but, be, but because somebody so buried themselves person. in worship wow. under a chair. You will never deny the hungry. Because the prayer said the other morning was literally like, we don't have to beg. The Israelites never had to beg for manna. Not once. He's just, every morning it was there. Like, he's going <laughs> to feed the hungry regardless of where someone's at. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all, like, he wants to use us all and he, like, delights in using us. But it's not about you. It's about him. And once again, it's not about you. Yep. We just, circling back, full circle, yep. Circling back to the church hurt bit. Kim, would you like to say a brief prayer for those who may be dealing with church hurt? Yeah, I would love that. Oh, Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you see the ones who have been hurt by leadership, who have been hurt by those who have um, claimed to know you and know your character, Lord. Um, I pray that you would just bless them with this peace and this assurance in you. Lord, that when that when people fail to represent you well, Lord, nobody can represent you like you do. And I thank you that we can wholeheartedly put our faith and our trust um, and give all of our love to you, Lord. Yeah. And Lord, I pray that you would heal the parts in each of their hearts that feel weighed down or tired or burdened by what they've experienced. And I pray that that your blood would just continue to cover. But I thank you that your blood always covers um, those those broken hearts and those things. So I pray that your your blood would just, there'd be a fresh outpouring of your blood over those hearts right now. And that they would just be, they would just be reconciled back to you once again. And I just pray for a strengthening of a relationship and a bond between you and them. And yeah, just the assurance that there's nothing separating you from them in the name of jesus amen in the name of jesus amen amen amen
And so that brings us to the end of the third episode of the Unto Podcast. And we hope that you enjoyed chilling out with us. Love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, this has been the Unto Podcast.